This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Christian Book Blurb. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Today, I have an amazing guest lined up. We're going to have a little chat with Linda Kakafi, who is joining us all the way from Sydney, Australia. Hello, Linda. Hello, Matt. Thanks for having me today. Well, thanks for joining us. It's amazing that we can we can connect sort of even Ooh. if we're on the other side of the world, we can still That's have right. a chat about Christian books, which is really good. Yes. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, likewise. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So um, I'm based in the UK and I would imagine Ooh. most of um, my listeners up until now are. I'm, I'm hoping some more Australians <laughs> will start listening um, Absolutely. now. Absolutely. <laughs> But because because we're based in the UK, um, I don't think many of the listeners um, will have heard of you before. So could you just tell us a little bit about sort of your background, um, who you are, where you're based, what ministry you're involved in, that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I was born in Australia um, and I'm very fortunate to have Christian parents who raised my older brother and I in the church um, here in Sydney, Australia. And I was raised in the church um, for many years and grew up in Sunday school and youth group and um, had some lovely opportunities to serve the Lord um, in my local church. Uh, Today now I'm married to a wonderful man named George and we have three beautiful children aged two, five and eight. Um, Yes, so we have a, a lovely family life here in Sydney, Australia. And in terms of ministry, I serve in my local church in Sunday school, Um, and in youth group and also in the ladies ministry in Bible study and last year I launched the ministry of Thrive to Make a Difference which exists to help women thrive and succeed in their life with Christ. Okay so that ministry that you've just mentioned the Thrive Mm. to Make a Difference is that is that sort of your ministry or is it kind of under the umbrella of the church or do the two kind of work side by side? Sure. Um, It's my writing ministry. So it's very much connected to the book, Thrive to Make a Difference. So it's where I share blogs and posts and um, people can subscribe to my newsletter. And it's how I connect with women all over the world to help them thrive in their life and encourage them from the word of God. So it's it's really my writing ministry. Mm, Okay. And you mentioned sort of being involved in, in women's ministry and that you write specifically for women. Um, yes. Why? Why, yeah, well, why, why I, I, narrow your focus? Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've had a passion for women's ministry for many years, to be honest. I've always had a burden to reach out to women. I love women. I love to encourage women in their walk with the Lord. And even as a single woman, I wrote a book for single women uh, called The Single Pearl, which is all about helping women who are single really um, cherish their single years and use those wonderful years and that wonderful season for God's glory um, and to know how precious a single woman is in the hands of her maker, just like a a pearl in an oyster, you know, being formed day by day for his divine purpose. So even since I was younger, I had a desire to speak to women 
Um, and also I see an amazing potential for women to impact future generations. And I think that's what God put on my heart. I got so excited thinking if I could just reach, and really my goal is just reach one woman, but you know, if I could reach women who could then impact future generations through their families, through their um, outreach to other women, really women have a huge potential to change the world and to make a big difference for eternity. Um, so that's why I suppose, and I, yeah, I, as a woman, I can relate to other women and I think it's, it's wonderful to teach mm. and to learn. And I, I get a lot out of it myself as well. I learn from other women. Mm, mm. Mm, that's good. You might've answered this already, but, but I, I'm, I'll ask you anyway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know sort of when, when one writes a, a book proposal to a publisher and that kind of thing, one of the questions they often ask is, um, why you, <laughs> so yeah, what, what, right. what qualifies you to write about this topic or whatever it is. So, so let, let me, let me flip that around and just ask why, why, why you, mm. why did you write this book that you've just mm. written? No, it's a good question. I, I believe God's been preparing me to write this book for quite some time. Um, from the perspective of my walk with the Lord and um, opportunities to serve other women and um, and my ministry with women, but even from a career perspective um, and my work experience, God has been uh, training me and teaching me various disciplines and um, and in my work as a consultant, um, my role is to help organizations clarify their vision. Um, I dig deep into what a company stands for and why they exist or uh, what they want to achieve. And once they're clear about their vision, we work on their business strategy, priorities and goals. Um, but it all starts with the vision and then everything they do as an organization begins to flow in that one direction. And that's, I suppose, my role um, in my work and in my company. And it's precisely, I suppose, what I'm helping Christian women arrive at in their own walk with God. Um, helping them seek God's purpose in their life and allowing God to shape all aspects of their lives so that it's heading in that same direction. So they're being intentional mm. um, in everything they do on a daily basis in line with God's vision. So it's, it's obviously, it's, it's similar in that I could use those disciplines and that experience uh, to structure something like this book to help women in their daily life. Um, but it's different in the sense that it's it's God who sets that vision. So helping women get in tune with what does God want for their life? How does that look on a daily basis? And how can they really live in obedience to him each day? Mm, 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 thank you. I just want to um, press in on to one of the words you used there because yes. you used it when you were just answering the question there and you've also included it in the subtitle of your book. Yes. So your book's called Thrive to Make a Difference um, and... Then the sort of the, the subtitle is A Christ-Centered Approach to Intentional Living. Mm -hmm. So could you just explain to, to us what you mean by intentional living? Sure. For me, intentional living is about actively seeking to know God's priorities for your life and then consciously making a decision each day to live them out and to walk in God's will. Uh, for me, it's really important if we want to be intentional to take a step back in our life on a regular basis, make that a discipline in our life and to assess our priorities through the lens of the word of God and ask God to direct your steps. So I suppose intentional living is about walking in the direction that God has given you um, and being intentional about it. So it's very much the opposite of, of going with the flow. Um, and I think as women, we, we do tend to get bombarded with many messages um, from the world and from everywhere. And we have many expectations um, and 
various directions that people believe you should go in or um, expectations, as I said, and that can be very overwhelming. So to be intentional then is just to take that step back and ask God, what would you have me to do in every Mm. aspect of my life, in every role that I have, and to make a decision consciously each day to walk in that direction. Mm. I think that that's that's an important point you make um, in that it needs to start with with what mm. God's um, intention is. Amen. Yes. Because uh, you could say, oh, intentional living, intentional living. I intend to yes. live this way. But yes. actually, if that's not the way that God <laughs> wants you yes. to do things, you need you need to you need to say, okay. I'm not going to do it my way. I need to do Amen. it God's way. So yeah, I suppose, yeah, intentional living, but it's but it's intentionally living the way that God wants you to do it, rather than Absolutely. what you want to do or whatever. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yes, that's really good. So, your book, Thrive to Make a Difference. Mm-hmm. You say in in the description that it's it's like a, a process mm-hmm. that you're taking that you're taking women through. To, yes. to to live in this intentional way um so without without telling us you know the entire yeah. contents of the book and the podcast <laughs> I'll be defeating the object a bit um but but can you just give us a bit of a flavor as to what this kind of process or what one or two of these mm. steps might involve just so that people get sure. a bit of an idea as to to what what's the book's about or how it's laid out Sure. Well, I take readers on a journey and it starts by helping them discern through prayer and through scripture what God's vision is for their life and his priorities for them in each of their life roles. Uh, Then we walk through various questions and reflections. And in the book, there are spaces for them to answer um, questions. And there's also a seven day prayer journal, which is part of the process of spending time and investing time in prayer asking God to open uh, their eyes as they read the word and as they pray and ask God, Lord, what would you have me to do? What is your vision? What's your Mm. perspective on my life? Mm. Um, And ultimately, we end up landing at a list of what I call thrive goals. And I explain what are the characteristics of a thrive goal, as opposed to just any goal that we learn to set in our lives, in the world and in life. Thrive goals are different because they're eternally focused and, um, and, and there are various characteristics, six characteristics that I go through. And they landed a list of Thrive goals that they can focus on in the year ahead. And then we further narrow them down so that they ultimately have three Thrive goals they can focus on each month. And what's different, I suppose, about this approach is I don't ask readers to break down their lives in terms of the typical categories of spiritual, physical, financial career, you know, all the little workbooks that you have and the little Mm. checklists and how to set your goals. Because the reason is I believe the driving force behind everything we do must be the Lord. Mm. Um, So the Bible says in Colossians 3.17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So in the Thrive process, I talk about roles So as a sister, a friend, a mother, a daughter, an employee. Um, And one of the important steps in the process is to look at each of the roles that you have in life from God's perspective and through his word and bit by bit explore what the Lord wants you to be focusing on in each of these roles on a monthly, weekly and daily basis. So 
I don't believe in separating, for instance, your financials from your spiritual goals because God has given you your financials, the ability to make money. Um, And when we look at it just from our own perspective, we'll come up with a whole different set of goals versus if we look at it from God's perspective. If I'm wise with my financials, I can um, give to, to God's work. I can help the poor more. I can, I can do so much uh, for eternity with my financials. So I need to see it from God's perspective. And likewise, relationships, marriage, parenthood, motherhood. Um, it's very important that we see what is it that God wants me to focus on? What are my priorities mm. as a friend, mm. as a mother, etc. cetera? Mm. Um, so I suppose that's a little bit of a taste of yeah, the process. Yeah, no, that sounds yeah. good. It sounds quite useful as well, especially sort of figuring out what vision God has for your life because mm. um, I know I know chatting with my mother-in-law she says oh, I, yes. I don't know what God's vision for my life is you know and oh. sort of I've asked him but he hasn't really said anything and and so I guess by by helping sort of break down and have this sort of the mm. like to say like a devotional plan or something to help yeah or you know, a journal yes. or something just just to help yeah. that that mm. process um so it's, it's rather than you know sitting and asking God a hum- huge question, you know, what am I to do with my life? Um, it, it's, it's, it's made a bit, bit easier. It's broken down a little bit more, which is great. No, that's good. Yes. Yeah. And also um, I talk about some habits that are really worthwhile to adopt in your life um, at, in order to help you thrive. And I think, you know, nourishing your, your soul, nourishing your mind, your body. So spending time each day with the Lord is very important and um, prayer is very important and um, really nurturing your relationship with God is number one. And mm-hmm. I suppose sometimes we are puzzled with that question, well, what is God's will for my life? As you said, what is mm-hmm. God's vision for my life? Firstly, a lot of it is in God's word. So there is a, a lot of his uh, general will for all Christians. So if we're not doing that, we're going to find it very hard to then step into those specific things um, that God has for us. Also, without a strong relationship with Jesus, it's very difficult for us to discern God's will. Um, and I was just thinking about it this morning. It's very much like a father-child relationship. If you're not close to your your, if you want to please your father, but you're not close to your father and you're not um, in you know, communion with him and understanding what his expectations are for your life or his desire, it's very hard to please him. So if we're not walking closely with the Lord as well and adopting these habits, um, not out of a ritual, but out of a desire to know God and know his heart, um, we're not going to really be able to tap into what he wants for our life specifically. So I suppose that's the concept of the book, the prayer is very much, Lord, show me your specific will and through the reading of the scripture, let me know your general will for my life in all these roles. And together, mm. as we trust God, he says he will direct our path. Mm, mm. I, can, I can see because of the nature of it being a book, it, it focuses quite a lot on um, the person and the God and their relationship. Mm, mm, um, mm. Is there any point in the process where the, the reader is encouraged to actually speak to a Christian friend or a trusted sort of Christian mentor type thing to, you know, just, just bounce some of this off others mm, mm. because sometimes others can see things um, in our lives that we, we really struggle to see or we don't see. And, mm, you know, mm. you start chatting with a friend or something and they say, oh, well, you know, that's obvious. I was wondering how long it would take before you 
started doing whatever it was or you know yes. you're really gifted in this and and you, you you weren't too sure um is is there any is there any sort of part of the process that that encourages sort of a bit of mm. sort of bouncing it off a, a trusted christian friend as well i think it's a very valuable thing i think that um as the bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety and i think it's very important to choose those people well and absolutely to go and speak to people I suppose this would probably be um, early on in the journey as you are seeking God's will and um, really prioritizing and understanding as a mother Lord what would you have me to focus on what is my role and it's very different Mm -hmm. to what the world will tell you Um, I think that also I think it's critical to go definitely to godly Christians to get oh, that advice and to select yeah, not, them not carefully. Just any, not just I any old right. person. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you're spot on. And that's a really good aspect. Um, and then I think also sometimes as women also, we can get a bit overwhelmed. And sometimes we go the other extreme. We go to so many people. It doesn't even matter if it's our 500 to 1,000 followers on Instagram. What do you think? And you get all these answers. So I suppose um, we have to have that fine balance as to, yeah, um, ultimately number one, learn from the Lord and yes, go to godly Christian counselors that can help you and direct your path too. Mm, yeah. Mm. That's great. Um, you, you talk about um, your children and your family mm. and, and your career a, a fair bit um, in the book. Is the book useful because you talk about children and families and, and marriage? Mm. Can this book be accessed by women who don't have those things? Mm, women mm. who aren't married, women who who don't have children, um, you know, mm-hmm. marriage, maybe that's, you know, broken down for one reason yes. or another. Um, sure. Can women in those situations also engage with and, and benefit from the book? Yeah, that's such a good question. Truly, the book is for any woman who wants to thrive in their relationship with God and make a difference in this world for eternity. And obviously, as a wife, a mother, a business owner, I share some personal stories in the book. However, the entire Thrive process, it's focused around individual women looking at their own lives, analyzing their roles in life through the Word of God and through prayer. And And I share this in the book as well. Every woman has been created by the Lord in his image and God has an amazing plan and purpose for their lives. And so my book is just a tool to help any woman thrive and gain clarity as to what the Lord wants them to focus on and how they can thrive and succeed in the life that God has called them to live. So, um, yes, it's absolutely for any any woman who wants to thrive in Christ. Um, it's, It's not through the lens of motherhood. It's actually quite neutral in that sense. It's just because I am the writer. I like to share stories to help um, explain uh, certain mm. points in the book. Yeah. So yeah. I'm quite candid no, no, with I, my life as well. <laughs> I understand that. That's great. Mm. Um, and, and when you say you're candid with your life. <laughs> yes. D- does this mean that, that all the examples um, you give to help <laughs> illustrate things, are, is, is it all sort of, you know, how to do it right? Or, or is there some aspect where... You know, some of the messiness of family life yeah. um, is shared to help illustrate a point because, yeah, sure. I've, I've, got, I've got three young kids myself. Yes. <laughs> and I know that, whoa, we're far from perfect. Um, Absolutely. And, ac- and actually, that can be a goldmine for yes. sort of illustrating things. So, so I was just wondering, you know, 
in the way that that you know family is portrayed is it is it family warts and all or kind of family all scrubbed up and and dressed up nice oh. and smartly <laughs> well i i i share some stories of, of definitely my less than perfect life you know um <laughs> and i think one of the points that i make um which i share here is that the goal is not perfection um and that's speaking from a recovering perfectionist here um but certainly it's um um it's it's not perfection perfection will come in heaven and i make i mention that in the book as well um and i also share that i am not thriving every day some days i feel like i'm reacting um sometimes i feel like i'm putting out fires all day um and you know the thing about this thrive thrive uh, journey and planning process is that on those hard days you know that you have a plan um for me i know i have a plan i have something to go to which is christ centered and biblically rooted and it reminds me of who i am it gives me bible verses to help me keep my eyes on jesus and to discern what is the right next thing to do and i i love what elizabeth elliot says she talks about do the do the next thing um and many women probably listening now understand that sometimes that's all that you can handle and all you can um you can possibly wrap your mind around is just what is the next right thing to do in the midst of this chaos in the midst of getting the kids to school and maybe things not going right that morning and things starting to crumble you're not feeling like you're thriving are you um but as you calm your heart turn to your savior um and refocus recalibrate The beauty of this process is that you have taken some time out when things were not chaotic. You've taken a step back to sit with the Lord and discern and and discover and search what is his will for my life and plans and priorities and you've got some goals that when you're in that whirlwind they're there for you and you can turn to those. Um and another thing I suppose I would say is that this process is flexible and I share how to live out this process on an annual basis and on a monthly basis um not in a rigid way not in a way where you trust this process more than god but in a way that you can um have these habits ingrained in your life um and nurture your relationship with god so that um you can thrive no matter what is happening around you so thriving is not about perfection um but you're working walking closely to the lord and you're allowing him and inviting him into your life to guide you and to help you in those difficult days um because some days are more difficult than others and also some seasons are more difficult than others so in those times to be flexible um and to take the pressure off um it's not about just you know tackling one goal after the other no it's you've got these beautiful goals there that you have the opportunity to to attend to when you're able to mm, no that's good that's good Um you've mentioned already that you are involved in ministry, you've got a, a business, mm-hmm. um you've got a family as well with three young children. Yes. Um I I can imagine life is pretty busy and pretty yes, chaotic. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> is there anything you like to do for fun? Have you got oh, any yes. hobbies or or yes. things you particularly enjoy doing for yourself? <laughs> It's a really good question. Again, um I think this is a little bit too obvious, but I do love to read. <laughs> um but one <laughs> of the things I love to do is if I have an hour to spare, which is obviously not that often, but when I do, I love to grab a coffee and go to my local Christian bookstore. I've loved to do this and uh, not the coffee part since I was young. <laughs> um but yeah, even as <laughs> I just remember being like just 13, 14 and I just asked my parents to drop me off in the little 
bookstore that we had in our local mall um, just for an hour and I just stand there looking at everything and it's, it's been since I was a little girl and now just grab a coffee, walk around, browse, look at the journals, the stationery and um, listen to the Christian music and that really revives me. I love it. And I also do love to swim, which I'm hoping to do a bit more of this year. Um, I find that very refreshing. Is, yeah. Because you're in Australia and I'm in the UK, yes. this, this may be one of these kind of, you know, um, <laughs> false ideas we have of Australians. I don't know. Um, yes. This kind of swimming, is it going to be in a swimming pool or sort of out on a nice <laughs> sandy beach somewhere? Well, I'll tell you, when it hits 30 degrees Celsius, we as a family find any way to go to the beach. So absolutely, we do love to swim. I love swimming with the kids. But in terms of me and myself and that kind of hobby of, you know, relaxation, it's in a swimming pool, in a lap pool where I can just, all I need to do is get to the other end and back again and let my mind wander. Um, that's the kind of swimming I'm talking <laughs> okay. about. And it's great. Fun. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're busy. Um Another another question to ask is, mm. being a writer, how mm. do you fit writing in? And because time and pressures and things um, are sort of not, not on your side, um, mm. the, the way in which you write, the process you, you, mm. you use might be slightly different to some other authors who might have sort of a lot of time on their hands and they can do all sorts of, you know, research mm. and trips to yes. the library, you know, all sorts of amazing writery <laughs> things. Um, what, what does the writing um, journey or the writing process look like for you? Sure. I think um, it's a really interesting um, question because I don't know how I find the time to write. I think God just miraculously gives me time to write. So um, I tend to write when the kids are asleep um, or at school and I have written parts of the book very early in the morning, very early in the morning um, and even late into the night. But I think that in terms of the process, I know that writers um, have different uh, approaches and some a little bit more um, plant they plan ahead or a little bit more rigid in their process. You can, you can guess that I am more of a planner and very structured in my approach. And I think I have to be for that reason, because I don't have much time. Um, I really am very clear upfront. I spend time praying um, at the beginning of the book. This is how I started and how I started my first book, praying and asking God for his directions to what he would have me to write. And he very much put this burden on my heart. Um, and this topic, and I break it down into the structure up front, the chapters, and what will be written and how it will be um, put together. With the Thrive process, I spent a lot of time obviously developing it, um, a lot of charts and drawing and sketching, making sure I fine-tuned it before I started writing, so that when I do sit to write, I have plenty, um, um, I, I, I suppose that time is more efficient, I'm able to um, go straight into the point and write. And uh, I think prayer is very important for me because I don't want to write what's just in my head and heart. I want it to be from him. When I spend that time, because you sit down and write, you're not necessarily feeling completely inspired in that moment every time you sit to write. Sometimes you're tired um, and you're not necessarily, um, you know, in the perfect um, setting. But when I pray, I am. And when I'm in tune with him, just give it to the Lord and say, Lord, you've given me this. Um, I commit it to you. Show me how you would have me to, to do this today. And I will just sit and it flows. Um, it feels, flows not every time perfectly and beautifully, but I know that it's flowing from him and I can feel that I'm on the right track. Mm, mm, that's yeah. really good. That's really good. You, you've written one book previously. What was that one called? 
the first one? A single, it was called A Single Pearl. A Single Pearl. And this one is called yes. Thrive to Make a Difference. Yes. And are you working on another book? Is there, is there <laughs> something in the works? Or can we look forward to something Ooh. sometime soonish, maybe? I'd love to write another book. I, this is my heart's desire, and it's definitely a passion of mine. So I haven't got one yet to share. Um, I am really trying to focus my energy on the ministry of Thrive to Make a Difference. And I have such a desire to help embed the process in women's lives. So how that's going to look in the future, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I was going to ask you that. Coach women. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to coach women, have groups perhaps. I'm still praying and mm. seeing how God wants to do that. I'm focusing on the writing side of being able to provide inspirational and encouraging pieces from the Word of God through my newsletter, which people subscribe on my website and through mm. Instagram and Facebook. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm very conscious because I, I, my priority is as a wife and a mother as well, that is my first ministry. Um, I'm very conscious of before I invest time in something new, I really want to be um, making sure that my first priorities are really met well. And, and if I have the scope in the future, I'd really like to certainly write more books, um, but in God's timing. Yeah. Mm, that's great. So mm. you mentioned your website. Can you just tell us what your website address is so people can find yes. it? Sure. It's www.thrivetomakeadifference.com. So it's all in uh, words and let no numbers. Um, you can purchase the book through the website, which goes to the publisher's um, website to purchase it. You can also get it from Amazon. And if you Google it, you can find it in some other online stores. Yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. And to follow you on social media and that sort of thing, is it Thrive to Make a Difference as well? Yes, yes. Same okay, one. great. Yeah. So they can find you Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Um, Facebook right. and Instagram oh, that's, at that's Thrive to Make a Difference. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Thank yes. you so much, Linda Kakafi, for joining you. us all the way <laughs> from Sydney, Australia. It's been <laughs> really right. good chatting with you. Um, and thank you as well for listening to um, this podcast. Uh, it's I hope it's inspired you um, and also sort of encouraged you. And do check out some of Linda Kakafi's books, especially Thrive to Make a Difference, um, because it could make a difference in your life. So do go and check out um, that book um, and find it wherever you are based around the world. Thank you for the pleasure of your company. And I do hope that you will join us again for another edition of Christian Book Blurb. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share, and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.